Hey everyone, welcome to episode 72 of You Heard It Here Second. Hey everyone, new podcast released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. Some things are going on and some things are not really going on, but like we'll talk about them anyway. Derek and Steve present... How do we feel about the hot dog eating contest? I have such neutral thoughts about the hot dog <laughs> eating contest. The dancing hot dog snapchat filter the best is the best it's the and best it's like the best thing so if anyone does know oh, how to i got him he's got him he's got oh him. Hey. <laughs> let's go hot dog i'm gonna put him on so, you derek all right oh he's dancing on your computer you go hot dog put a hot dog anywhere in the world with our phone but we can't make fireworks different you heard it here second Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 72 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, I do have an opening question for you. Nice. But I need to first comment on this intro. This was one of the better intros. This was one of the better. It was certainly one of the better ones to make. It was a great one to make. We lost one of the clips and had to go find one through all of our, our Why Can't We Change Fireworks talk. Yeah, and we discovered a new one. A new good one. That was a good one. (laughs) I liked it. That was one of the better. The intro sets the tone. It does. It does. Now everyone's happy. I'm happy. Me too. I'm happy too. I think the it amps up the listeners. It gets me stoked. Yep, they're like, "Wow, this is this is why I listen to this podcast because clips, clips like this, <laughs> like these guys are actually funny sometimes by yeah. accident." I hope other people find it. I funny. hope so. Yeah, we're probably not though. No, so, I mean you're not. I well, you. yeah, I mean, well, no, you're not either though. So, okay, um, opening question for you. Um, right. This is to settle a debate in an office. So, my office, to be in particular. Not, okay, not, not mine. Not, not the office down okay. the street. Um, so you're a cheese guy, right? Is, this, you is that the question? No, no, that's not the question. This is a preface to the question. You used to be a cheese guy. You, sure, you, yeah. You might not be as big of a cheese guy anymore, but you're still a cheese guy. Sure, that's correct. So I'm going to have you judge this on like a scale of 1 to 10 for weirdness, okay? 10 being most weird. 10 being most weird, ten one being, being least weird. Derek level, <laughs> 1 being Steve level. Well, I mean, for the humor level, you can phrase it that way, except okay. not really that way. Like 10 just being super weird, not like Derek weird. Derek's only like 5 weird. Fair. So... Let's say one of your coworkers was also a cheese person. They like cheese, but like they just like sharp cheddar cheese. So they just had a, you know, they like cheddar cheese, and so they went out and bought a. I'm gonna estimate like a six inch block of cheddar cheese, right? Sure. And they like to have cheese as a snack, right? Yeah, cheese is a fine snack. So rather than cutting the cheese into pieces, they just unwrap it as if it were a candy bar, and they take bites out of it, and then they just they put it back in the fridge. They just, you know, leave it there. Then they, they walk around with it. They, they gnaw at it. You know, they, they eat it like it's a candy bar, but it's a very elongated process because this is a block of cheese, like a six-inch yeah, block of cheese. Yeah, got it. So if, someone, if one of your coworkers was walking around just gnawing on a, on a block of sharp cheddar cheese hmm. and this same block of cheese was not on and it was week number three Whoa. of that block being not on, what would you place the weird level at from one to ten? Huh. So let's let's – Dissect this a bit. <laughs> How big is the is the block of cheese like a normal like cabot? It's, it's like, a cabot normal block of cheese, but it's pretty thick. It's pretty it's thick. Like yeah, an it's inch thick. and a half thick, thick. And, and half of six inches long. Yep, that's how I'd estimate. How it. big are the bites? Are they the like, bites are small? Okay, gnaw bites. bites. Are, they're knob. They're literally gnaw bites. Like huh. I wouldn't be able to distinguish the the bites that a rabbit was taking versus the bites so, of, of. I will say I think the gnaw bites makes it less weird. Less weird. Okay, because you're okay. taking like. <laughs> Bite-sized chunks out of a cheese block. <laughs> you've got something. Right. You've got something loose upstairs. Something, something strange. Um, I'm gonna say seven point two weirdness. Seven point two weirdness. Okay. Pretty weird. That's pretty weird. But it, it's yeah. It's weirder when you describe it as opening it like a candy bar. Yeah. Well, that like was it. sort of an improvised an improvised description. But of that's it. how. But that's like kind of what it was. Do they you know? put it back in a bag? No, is not it in, in a like bag. a Ziploc not bag. bag. It's it's just uh, it's wrapped up. Like so, the wrapper is like they, she didn't like throw the wrapper away, you know. Yeah. But she has the wrapper. <laughs> it's just so, a, blo- a plain block, block of cheese, cheese. And, and it's just sharp cheddar cheese. And it's just sharp cheddar cheese. Orange. Uh, it's I think it was more whitish. White sharp cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. See. I can't verify exactly the cheese. I have to disclaim that. I I, I don't know the exact cheese it was, but uh-huh. I'm fairly certain it was sharp cheddar. So it's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, it's not super duper weird. Right. Because a lot of. But you, you could eat cheese, cheese weirder but, ways. Right, right. And so I totally agree with that. But once it becomes three weeks in on the yeah, same block, so, is that now surpassing a level that it's like, okay, uh, see, intervention might be required here? You might have to talk to this person and say, so, at least if you're going to eat cheese weirdly, you should be safe 
and throw it away after two weeks. So that's where the intervention came in because a coworker threw the block away. Oh. Went in the fridge and threw it away. And then was it a passive aggressive throw away? No, it was a. Or is it like, hey, you can't do this to us? It was a. It was a. It was a somewhat. It wasn't like an uh, ill, ill, uh, ill-hearted throwaway. You know, it wasn't like a you got to stop doing this in a serious way. It was like I'm throwing this away because this is ridiculous. Yeah, you've been eating this block of cheese for three weeks. Yes. Um, So buy a smaller block of cheese next time. Yeah. (laughs) Or buy the. They come in little strips now. Right. 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 Like you can get them in like littler pieces. So. (laughs) Yes. And last, last last part about this. And you can cut it with a knife too. Yeah, you, yeah. Cutting it with a knife is the most sensible thing, probably. Yeah. And then but they, then you, you need can a have plate. Some crackers or like yeah. you know. So, um, two weeks into this three week voyage, this coworker's husband actually b- went out and ba- uh, bought a pack of of string cheese. Hey. <laughs> Maybe sending sending a, a subtle message. There you go. <laughs> that uh, it was time to do that. So the husband did that. The husband did that. Wow. Yeah, so this so is truly an intervention. This is an intervention. And so the block of cheese was eventually thrown away. And we haven't had a new block of cheese yet, so. But seven point two is, is up there. What's your weirdness so, rating of it? I, I, you know, I was probably thinking around the same. I was probably thinking around seven point seven, um, but seven point two is, is is a good guess. So, so it's not a normal thing. Correct. That's the that's the. Which is technically thesis. the definition of weird. Right. Right. So weirdness comes in all shapes and sizes. But, but what is normal? What is normal? No. I, yeah. Just what's normal? Do you do you okay, cheese girl. Yeah, you, do. <laughs> you do you cheese girl. Exactly. So you let your cheese flag fly. <laughs> so cheese is approved from Steve, even though it's kind of weird. Well, so sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. We'll sure. go with that. Cheese girl is in the clear. Cheese girl's in the clear. Okay. So podcast update. I'm going to let you kick this one off. Sure. Huge podcast update that may or may not mean anything to us, <laughs> but there is a podcast festival in mm. New York City called Now Hear This. Here oh. is spelled the way you think it's supposed to be spelled H E A R. Um, so no puns there, but <laughs> it's a big deal. Apparently, yeah, it's the second well, annual. There's a lot of like famous it. podcasts there. We looked into buying tickets. Yeah. It's too expensive. It's about 150 bucks each for general admission. Well, you forgot the part that our invitation to be one of the featured podcasts got lost in the mail. So yeah, they that, didn't so invite that, us. Yeah, so, <laughs> but we could go. You can buy a ticket to go, um, right. and it's too expensive. We thought about crowdfunding it or crowdsourcing it. Yeah, getting the fans behind this. Wave. This is all up to the fans. No, because we're not you know? going. Yeah, it's, true. it's during the first week of. That's true. It's during the first, first week of BC football. BC football. This is our game. BC update. <laughs> this is the BC update. Yeah. Here's here's more podcast news. Uh, so we won't do that. It doesn't give enough information. If they yeah, sold it, it to yeah. me, if they sold it, if they were like, new podcasters come yeah, and make connections, learn and about. Podcasting. We're going to have an open table where you can show your demo reel, and we're going to have a. Uh, open table conversation between up up and coming podcasters yeah, and new we're ones. Yeah, have panels where you re answer yeah. the questions, the easiest and hardest things yeah. you've ever learned. And no, it's nope. just live podcasts. Yeah, it's just good podcasts being which we've cast done on Instagram. Live. We've yeah. done that on Instagram. We've done that on Instagram. So we're out on now. Hear this. Although I really would like to go if it was a different yeah. weekend. And if anyone who runs the now hear now hear this podcast here's festival this. hears this, know that next year you have to put more information in, and then we'll probably try to go. So. Put more information about podcasting, right? And less about podcasts. general podcasts, right? Because we because people know the podcasts. Yeah, like, I listen to the podcast. Right, like definitely put the lineup up there for sure. We want to know that, but like don't make that the only thing that we know. Yeah, because then like just a podcast lineup. Yeah, and usually people are listening to specific podcasts, not like oh, I'm just going to listen to the top of every genre. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I'm going to listen to it's crime ones because I like crime yeah. ones, or it's, I'm going to listen to Derek and Steve because I like. Two idiots who are bad at <laughs> podcasting, uh, but no, it's it's just j- random assortment of podcasts that you're going to watch live. No. Yeah, I Ain't agree about it. I agree. Most people do not just like podcasts in just as in a general, broad, wide yeah. ranging net that encompasses yeah. everything. It's like that, a TV like, festival. I just like podcasts. Like, I'm gonna so go to what TV is that? Festival. You listen to a podcast? Sure, I'll listen to it. Yeah, like that doesn't that's not how it works. Oh, there's so. a, a TV fest. I'm going to just go watch <laughs> any TV. Yeah. This is TV everywhere? Yeah. Sure. Sports Fest. Do you want to just come watch sports? Sure. Like We're not telling no you who's coming, yeah. but it we'll might be soccer, at- it might be bowling, we'll it might have be some badminton. There. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So that's that. That's in September, September 8th through the 10th. Yep. 150 bucks a person, 300 for VIP. Yeah. Which we won't be doing what, either. I wonder what VIP is. Um, yeah, but, but that's it. So, yeah, BC football first home game is September 9th. So, Making this a little bit of a semi BC update. That's the reason we're not going to Podcast Fest or Podcast Festival, because uh, BC opener, home opener is, is that weekend, and it's going to be a fun time against Wake Forest. First tailgate of the season. 
huge um, matchup. Wake Forest isn't a huge matchup, but first tailgate of the season is kind of the, the, that, the reason. Us versus the first tailgate is a huge matchup. Yes. BC versus Wake Forest is the secondary matchup that day. <laughs> yeah. so. It's to us being prepared for that first <laughs> tailgate. Exactly. So, uh, And it's probably going to be one of the hotter ones because it's early in the year. So, Love it. We'll see. Uh, brings us into period number two, which is pop culture. Pop so, culture, baby. Um, pop culture, even though we've been off for a two-week span – all of our pop culture happened yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so oh, well, I shouldn't say that, actually. Game of Thrones, we will get to, and it's been two episodes, which we can touch on both if we, if we as we see fit. Let's but, just go straight up. Um, straight we'll probably through. go straight to number two. Uh, before we get to, we're going to talk about um, a Discovery Channel uh, event, I guess you can call it, last night. Um, a but scam. Bef- before I get there, I will warn that we probably will spoil some stuff in Game of Thrones. Is that correct, or what, yeah. do, what do you think? Yeah, we're, we have to. Yeah. And so... If you're not watching it... this. If you're not watching it yet... You're oh no no no! But I'm it. saying people who might have missed it, like on Sunday, and like it's now on Tuesday, and they haven't up got there in yet. The day so that you've had. We're just gonna say you have to skip to the end of the episode if you, or, or you know, we have to skip to sports. We'll put the timestamps in for these now that Game of Thrones has started because th- this is obviously sensitive. Sure, spoiler yes, material. They got it. Know? Spoiler so. material. What the heck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Watch the episode. Right. So uh, last night, uh, Sunday night, if you're listening, uh, on Tuesday is Phelps versus the Shark. Oh, yeah. This that's, was hyped well, that's up. what they called this was, it. This was hyped up. Uh, it was literally called Phelps Michael versus Phelps Shark. Michael Phelps is going to race a great white shark. There's no real mincing words with that. He's going to race a great white shark. I almost wish we pulled up the commercials for it because at no point did they say Michael Phelps <laughs> will not actually be racing a great white shark. Right. They said, quote, Michael and, Phelps versus a great white shark. Correct. And, yes, common sense would indicate that he probably won't race a great white shark. Sure. But when you are the Discovery Channel, and it is Shark Week, and you say Michael Phelps is going to race a great white shark, that trumps the common sense that comes with that, because you've just now told me, contrary to my common sense, that he's going to race a great white shark. So, If there's any point in our lifetime where Phelps would actually race a great white shark, it's the first night of Shark Week. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And that's what that was. And they led you to believe that he would race a great white shark. They even don't tell you that he won't race it during the show. Yeah. Until the although, very end. Although. Barely. Although you sort of are become very skeptical very quickly. But you're holding out hope because of the advertising. Yes. You know. And because they didn't say, I'm not actually. Until the very end. But he, his his interviews throughout the whole thing still make you kind of yes, think it. He's, he's like, says, I'm, he's when like, I'm I get gonna, in the water when with I get him. In the, yeah. yeah. Like there's literally that phrase is in there somewhere. You know, it's like. And I was so, we were, so we were amped up about. Not just the fact that <laughs> Phelps was going to race this shark, but that how are they going to pull it off? The logistics. Like, that's why great. it's great, because obviously it shouldn't work. Yeah. He's going to get eaten. Right. Are they going to be in a pool? Are they going to be yeah. in a, in the ocean? Are right. they going – is the shark going to have bait? Well, does, Can you train a shark? Yeah. Like, is what? Gonna be, is, 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 are they going to have a lane, like, and there's going to be a barrier between the shark and Phelps, you know? How do you do it? How do, how do you pull off that race, you know? And, you know, we still don't know. We don't know. Because they and, didn't do it. And, you know and, what they did? Ran some really bullcrap experiments yeah. to gauge the, the speed now, of a shark. Well, so, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with that. Like, so, I think that as a experimental type of, this was more, this was like a typical Shark Week show. Like, sports science mixed with sharks is what this was. Yeah. And, like, and, and so the legit... If it could have used John Brinkus. Yeah. I'm not willing to go to bat against the legitimacy of their tests. Um, I'm only going to go to bat against the 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 build up, the false build up. Be- because because I think if they had advertised it as we're going to see if Michael Phelps would beat a shark in a race, then I would have been like, okay, I might maybe I'll watch it. that. Maybe I'll watch that, we're but I know what I'm, science I, the shark. I, exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm like that's interesting actually. I'd, I'm curious what they come up with. You know, that yeah. would be my take. If they said there's no actual data on shark speed, like full speed over 50 in a straight meters line, or whatever, yeah. we're going to test it and see if Mike Phelps, in with a fin, with some high-tech equipment, yeah. could beat a shark. Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll you give tell that, me that a go. And, and so my, I guess my stance is that if I wa- if they told me that and I watched that, I wouldn't have been disappointed with what was on TV the other night. So that that's the only thing I'll say about that. But Expectations were way expectations too high. Expectations were way too high. I was... Way too excited. Yeah. I was talking about it all day. <laughs> Steve was talking about it all day. It's I true. could not stop talking about Steve, it. So Steve, I tweeted about it. Steve had an intern coming into his office the next day. Yeah. And the intern called, like, ready for his first day. Like, ask, like I overheard. I didn't hear the other end of the phone call, but I heard, like, 
what do you I heard like <laughs> what's the dress code like what yeah. time should I show up and Steve's like yep show up between 9 and 10 like business casual you don't have to you know wear a suit or anything like that you have one piece of homework it's to watch Phelps race the shark tonight <laughs> like that, that was just like normal order of business that was that was in the agenda I need my interns to be in the right mental <laughs> state when they come into work yeah and I thought that was going to do it and it yep and it was just it just missed it, <laughs> it missed. missed missed the mark and let's talk about on top of all of that oh Discovery gosh. Channel has the audacity to run that show until 9:06 p.m. When they know on Sunday nights that nine o'clock everybody watches Game of Thrones, it was, they have the audacity to run a fifty-six minute episode instead of a uh, sorry a sixty-six minute episode instead of sixty. It was, it I felt totally bamboozled. Yeah, I was. I've never been conned that you hard. You get to the end commercial break at eight fifty-eight, and they're like, and you look at the guide, and it goes till nine o six, and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, did you think they? Do you think they were laughing when they did it, or they were like sweating? <laughs> they're like, oh crap. They had to be we, laughing. We overpromoted this as Phelps vs. the Shark. Discovery Channel was probably laughing their ass off. The Discovery Channel, I think, does this all the time. Boycott Shark Week. Yeah. I, the, Do it. I have to. Boycott I, it. I probably have to, except it's got – I was so fond of it growing up. I need up. to take a stand. I was. I loved Shark Week growing up. Me but too. But I was telling you before this thing aired, Discovery Channel got bad raps previously for fake documentaries. They they aired a fake documentary two Shark Weeks ago, two Shark Years ago, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> two Shark Years ago. <laughs> two years ago, Shark Week. They <laughs> they ran a fake documentary, and it was uh, like I watched the whole thing, and I was like, "This is really cool. It's like weird, but it's cool." I might they had expert interviews on it, and they were all fake, and it was, it was stupid. I might start calling things Shark Years. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that. We're Totally out on, and things. Phelps was a good sport about it. He was like funny to watch. He was, he was goofing Phelps around. Phelps was entertaining. He in, was entertaining in that, in that thing. But the discovery. But channel, again, totally like blew the, it. The, all the Phelps quotes though were like playing into that whole thing. He was like, "If I'm gonna beat this shark, I gotta be. I gotta be like this I shark. Be a shark. Like I gotta, I gotta get a, get in the water with it, and just I gotta be like it. I gotta be like the shark. And you're like just get in the freaking water yeah. with the shark, and, and, then, and then he never does. Never does. So. Spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, never okay, did. I'm done. We're done talking about it. Let's move along. <laughs> all right, Game of Thrones. Game of, Game of Thrones time. We need an intro for Game of Thrones. We'll do that soon. Just how about just the yeah, clip? Yeah, we'll, like we'll, dun, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll dun, make dun, we'll make a, a clip using the song, but we don't have it this time. Okay, we'll make it for next time. We could just do the same sports one, but with swords, like ching ching. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be yeah. good. Cool. Um, so Game of Thrones or is like a dragon back breathing fire. Yep, we're past yeah. that. Yeah. Game of Thrones is back, um, and it's something. It's I, it's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's the first episode was really good. The second episode was. Was good, but it was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Higher than seven point seven weird. Yeah, it was much weirder than than a block of cheese. So was... let's get past the best part of episode one, which is spoilers are coming now. Yeah, spoilers. Skip Ar- ahead like fifteen minutes. Yeah, Arya face shifting and killing all of the. Yes. What are they? Uh, I can't remember. Neither can I. The, the... bridge, the men in the bridge. Yes. Yeah. The stupid yeah. um old guy who who killed the red wedding yes um yeah so that's obviously the best part gets rid of a, a really bad family of people yep. who was actually kind of hard to watch mm-hmm. then we kind of do this the casual first episode thing where you t- touch on every yep. single storyline things are moving along pretty fast you're on Greyjoy and the iron islands have a big role to play in this season and a little bit last season which i'm very excited about because their part in the book is way bigger than the show gives them credit for. So the the books are, are very heavy in the Iron Islands for some mm-hmm. reason, and I never got it until, obviously, the show caught up yeah. and started putting some effort in, into their storyline. So I think they're going to be huge. I don't know what or how or why, but I think Euron and that storyline is going to be very, very big. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, I mean, he already, you know, the way that he sort of in the first episode – Staked his claim that he was going to bring back Sorry. the name Walter Frey. Walter Frey, yes, the phrase killed the phrase. The phrase. Um, you just had to like stop talking and look away to think about it. <laughs> That's all you need to do. I did. Um, you know the way that Euron kind of stakes his claim when he shows up to Cersei and is adamant that he is going. Like he's he's got this cockiness to him that it's like they're not going to do this and have him die next episode. You know, it's like, yeah. like he's he's coming back with something. It's like it's clear when he goes in there. That he says he's coming back with a gift that she will be happy with. That he's coming back with a gift she'll be happy with. You know that he's going to do it. Yeah. And so, in that sense, instantly, like the end, like that's the one thing I will say about 
the end of that second episode is that it really turns the tables quickly on what looks like a phenomenal plan that Danny and Tyrion and, and, and the whole crew there has. It's like, oh, Cersei's screwed. Like, what are they going to do? Cool. And then Euron's there to then wipe out a fleet. I don't and, like how amazing Euron's fleet is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he literally had all the fleets of the Iron Island stolen. Yeah. And then he's like, build me some ships. Yeah. And they're like, all right. And then he's got the best ships in the world, and there's a ton of them yeah. within who knows what yeah. the His ships are so that good was. that he literally just rammed his own ship into their ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just and they shoot it. fire. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. And they shoot fire, yeah. Yeah, so that John was, Snow needs to get on that John's, bandwagon he, right right away. He needs that. So, um, so yeah, I mean that that puts a wrinkle in it because now a huge part of the of Danny's plan is wiped out, and Euron now has a chance of Cersei saying yes, we'll join forces. You know, yeah, and so it, it really evens the playing field. So it's definitely this is what I'm thinking. It's going to be battle of the the. Euron and Cersei versus Jon Snow and Danny. Danny. Yeah. That's yeah. The two like power couples of right. the show. Right. Future power couples. Yeah. Yeah. We can all see at least hopefully one of them coming, or at least the meetings coming next week. Yep. Uh, but let's talk about episode two. Because episode right. two was disgusting. It was like nine point nine on the weird it scale. It was so there was so many unnecessary scenes. Yes, there were. So where should we start? Where do you think we should start? <laughs> I'm going to start soft. Okay. And I'm going to start soft with Arya. Okay. Arya and Hot Pie. Yep. Arya being overly weird. She's never, I mean, yeah, obviously she was, she's changed. Yeah. She's a different person. But it was not like her normal character. She yeah. was looking away. She was answering one word. She was fidgety. She was fidgety. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, you got, you got any ale? He like goes reach, and reaches yeah. for it and she like grabs it out of his hand. Yeah. And I get it. She's thing. changed. She's killed people now. Whatever. Yeah. But it's just not really how I pictured her. Yeah. It's just not, wasn't yeah. like, even, even the new her, it, she wasn't like yeah. strong, powerful. She just yeah. zombie like. Just a little weird. That I thought was weird. Second thing. That was the lowest weird level. That's lowest weird level. Highest weird level. <laughs> I think tied. It is tied, I think. Is yeah. the sex scene. Yep. Between Grey Worm and Melisande. Or, uh, Masande. 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 Yeah. Conversation's too long. Between the two of them. The whole, yeah. Just every part of the scene was too long. Every know? part. Like, I mean, so this was a building love tension storyline. I get that. That's fine. But it's not a primary one. Yeah. It's not like, this isn't like Danny and John like Snow. Jon Snow. Yeah. You know, that's not, that one will deserve a scene that long if it, if it comes to that. This isn't Jim and Pam. This is, yeah. This is Grey Worm and Masande. <laughs> yeah. And um, there are some things about Grey Worm that we know will will be a factor in this. What's that? And they, they come close to showing. What's that, Derek? I, I will not say what that is. I think people know what that is. And it just, you could have cut that scene so much quicker. You know, like it just, it just turned into. Second weird thing. Yeah. She never closes the door. That's the weirdest part of the scene, probably. She never closes the door. <laughs> also, didn't have clothes, didn't have underwear. I don't know if they mm. wear underwear back then, but. But just one, one, like, swift movement and it's all gone. Yeah. And. Then the actual. Scene with no clothes on, too long, weird angles. Weird angles, too long. It felt like porn. Did. Yeah. It was weird. For a solid like, 30 seconds, it did. It, we were sitting here and we're like, what should, what should we be doing? <laughs> should we? Uh, nothing, guys. It was, certainly di- it, was, it was different than the other sex scenes in Game of Thrones. Yes. Because like, there's plenty of them. That's not new at all. You know, That was different. It, was, was, different. it was longer. It was a little bit weirder. And uh, and again, Grey Worm's gonna get in huge trouble if anyone sees that, and you don't even close the door. Yeah, bad news. Like terrible move. The next weird thing on the agenda is the Oof. necessary evil that is Jorah Mormont's grayscale. Yes, you have to show that it, Sam's taking a risk. You have to show that mm-hmm. it's painful. You yep. have to show that it's very the experiment itself is very difficult because it's banned. Yes. They don't need to show that for that long. Nope. And then immediately have some pus ooze out of it and then immediately cut to someone eating, eating that chicken pot pie. Yeah. As like almost a, Lo- a, looks, like, a, yeah. like a transition. Like, ooh, cool transition. Yeah. Maybe think, that was a like, jarring transition. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. 
I don't know why they do it. Oh, so it's also unnecessary. This is, this is a season of unnecessaries. But actually, you talk about this, and I've got a follow up. Well, what I was about to say might be your follow up, but necessary. This is the second week in a row they've used Sam's setting for a completely unnecessary scene. Oh yeah, the, the, the scene with Sam last week when he was cleaning up all the crap and everything. The poop montage was so ridiculously drawn out and unnecessary. Like, I know that's a filmic technique. You know, quick cuts, silent. There was no music. You could just you could hear the clanging of pots and like you know poop. the scraping of poop. And then they pour. He, they were pouring chili. Pouring chili, and, and, and it was yeah. and, and it was all cut together without music, so you could hear the sound effects very clearly. And that's a filming technique, and that's fine. And like two cycles would be great. That's the second like, episode in a row where they've transitioned bodily fluid into food. Food. Yeah, which is weird. Which is weird. And and, and like they were just both. They took so long. You can't like, have two episodes. Like in that. fact, I actually might put the scene from episode one that we're talking about above the ones we just talked about. For me, like that one was even more. I felt uncomfortable watching that scene. It was way too long, and I was like looking around, like try, like what am I like? This is not gonna. I can't watch this. Yeah, like, like this I is just it. cutting poop. constantly <laughs> in a cycle of like poop, food, poop, food, poop, food, <laughs> and like it's just cutting together one after the other with no music, and it's like the same shots and like. All I'm seeing is just people scraping poop and then eating soup. Like yeah. it's, that's it. Like it's poop, poop and soup. It's poop it was it was ridiculously uncomfortable. So okay. yeah, I they're they're being weird. They're being weird. The next unnecessary piece, and then we'll we'll move along, is the Ed Sheeran camo. Oh god, cameo. god, that was so Why dumb. Why was Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones? That's so dumb. Like every girl loves that he was there, and it's so stupid. It's no, so he doesn't stupid. belong there. It's a it was a dumb cop out. It, unlike Game of Thrones move. Very unlike Game of Thrones. Like, it was hear, just not what you want. No. There's, there's no it, reason I, that you needed to have, like, a song be that perfect. Like, the song doesn't play any relevance in the storyline. Yeah. He's gone now. Like, that was just totally a publicity move. And yeah. that's not what Game of Thrones that's does. Not, it, and I don't want to be, because it's a TV show. Like, you should be like, oh, who the fuck cares? But it, yeah. it really is now yeah. a phenomenon. And you can have feelings about it one way or the other. And it... I think it cheapens that episode. I felt, I I feel felt like it, it did. Yeah. You're just like, this is not what it's about. It's yeah. not about pop culture. It's not like, yeah. oh, look. It's like basically saying we know we're popular. It's like Entourage, Ballers, like like shows like that have celebrities in them. Yeah. Like because they're they're silly, stupid shows. Like like that. It's just like fun. You know, that's not yeah. what Game of Thrones is. No, not silly and like, yeah. realistic yeah. and dark. I, I and, thought yeah. that was I thought that was also unnecessary and I didn't like it at all. Neither did so. I. Cool. That's awesome. Game yeah. of Thrones, but season but two. you know, after all that, we just had a pretty scathing review of, of Game of Thrones. I, <laughs> I still think this season's really good. So I do far. too. I, I think the um, storylines are good. Yeah, yeah. We're and going in right direction. I love that we've we said this towards the end of last season. I love that things are converging, and I love that Jon Snow and Danny are now converging because like those are probably the two most popular characters in the show. Yeah, and like them converging is going to be you're going to have a, a you're going to have an undisputed team to root for. You know, you haven't had that in a long time in Game of Thrones. Like. A singular like them against everyone, I will root for them. But you, you know? don't know if you want that because the last time you had it was like Ned Stark. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but at least you know we're going to see a huge, the biggest power couple we've seen. You know, potentially if that happens, and you know you now have these two massive enemies in Cersei and and her whole whole, whole group and the the army of the dead. And it's like it's going to be balancing and, and figuring out how to fight both. So The dragons should be able to beat the army of the dead very life. easily if, very they, if easily. they agree. If yeah. they agree because I'm pretty sure the army of the dead can't fly or breathe fire. So the dragons can fly overhead and breathe fire on them and they will all die very they, very quickly. Yeah. So something will go wrong with that, I'm sure. Yep. And all and again they they foreshadowed that because Cersei has a plan to kill the dragons. So Stupid. which is dumb. Yeah. She she built a crossbow. So <laughs> Um, Dang it! Yeah, or she didn't build it, but Kyburn did. Someone, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I like Game of Thrones season six so far. I I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, and I think it has the potential to be great. Um, but they, you know, they had some time to build up in episode one, and then they had some weirdness in episode two. Other than that, I think it's been a good season. Yeah, if as long as there's less poop to food transitions, I agree. That. Instantly, we'll we'll make it better. Yeah. yeah. So cool. All right. What does that make it time for, Steve? I think it means time for sports. The Monster Jam. All right. So, sports. in other biggest waste of time <laughs> in 
history news <laughs> is David Price versus Dennis Eckersley mm-hmm. and the beef that needs to squash. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. You tell me what. All right, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. So there was a report a couple weeks ago that David Price got in a verbal confrontation with Dennis Eckersley. Um, for those of you who don't know Dennis Eckersley, he is a Nesson uh, color commentator while Jer- Jerry Remy is out. Jerry Remy is still recovering from a cancer operation that he had like a month or two ago. Um, and so Dennis Ecker- Eckersley has been filling in. Eckersley is a very bold personality. He doesn't uh, mince words when it comes to his broadcasting, but he also doesn't – he's not known to be unfair. You know, he calls it as he sees it uh, in the broadcast. He's group. a real straight shooter. He's a straight shooter, and sometimes it's a little bit brash, but it's it's – not inaccurate generally. Um, and so he apparently rubs Red Sox players the wrong way. Um, Eckersley on one of the broadcasts recently, they flashed up Eduardo Rodriguez's uh, rehab stats for one of his rehab starts. And it was a terrible stat line. I forget what, I don't know what it was. It was say like two innings, like seven runs or something. And they flashed the stat up and Eckersley said, yuck on the broadcast. You know, the play by play guy was reading the stats and Eckersley goes, yuck. And according to the team and the sources or whatever, that apparently is what set David Price off, which nobody believes. No. So what happened was Dennis Eckersley gets on the team flight back from Toronto. David Price stands up in the aisle of the plane and blocks Eckersley's path and essentially starts to kind of belittle and mock him. He, you know, Eckersley's coming up and Price says, like, oh, look, it's the greatest pitcher in the world. The game's so easy for him. Like, you know, everybody else stinks and he's the greatest. And, um, you know, just starts sarcastically making fun of him and then apparently turned a little bit more bitter and like a get the F out of here type of thing and like a verbal confrontation. And apparently Red Sox players applauded when, when David Price did that, which is another weird dynamic. And it it seems that the team does not like Dennis Eckersley, who's the broadcaster. Whatever. That's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. The story is a waste of time. You're correct <laughs> about that. Um the, the story was dead, and the story was – people knew it was a waste of time until this new report came out with these details. So I would expect this will linger for a couple of days and then also be out of the way. But it does have a little bit of a bad – leaves a little bit of a bad taste for me looking at the Red Sox because I don't like this. I don't like that your team is rattled by a, rep- so by a commentator. The biggest story is – and you pointed this out earlier – is not that – David Price can't handle the media. It's not that right. Dennis Eckersley might be disliked by the Red Sox. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. that there's there's some unsettling like that. The Red Sox don't like their color commentator. Yeah. It's that they clapped when yeah. Price confronted him. Like after Price said, "Get the f out of here," like is, appara- is apparently when they like applauded. Yeah, and that's Price. like that's means that's what's going on in your clubhouse. Like that's your talk right now. Yeah, that's yeah. You team up against the Nesson guys, yeah. like that. That's what you're focused on, like like so. And and that's because that's a long brooding, yeah. Well, dynamic somewhat, for them for them yeah. for that to build up to like the quote unquote yuck comment. No, yeah. no, that's like a, that's slowly spreading throughout the clubhouse. And yeah, I, it's stupid to talk about because it's ridiculous. But yeah, for the, the fact that they clapped makes it a a weird story. It makes it re- semi relevant to talk about. Yeah, because it means the clubhouse is. In a weird place. I agree. And uh, I'm actually pulling up um, Barstool Sports Jared Carabas article real quick because he actually had a quote in here that I want to share. Um, he he's um, he's Carabas uh, is one of the is, is actually a media member, even though it's Barstool. He has a media member and like they Barstool's gained yeah. credibility, yeah. obviously. And so uh, I just want to read this one paragraph from Carabas uh, in his article. He says about a month before the Price Eckersley incident, I was talking to a player about Eckersley, and I made some comment about about how I thought the broadcast was much better with Eck in the booth because he, he shares his mind. And the player said, quote, F that guy. And he said, I was taken aback because I was clearly oblivious to how the players viewed him. And so I asked him if his opinion was alone or if the rest of the guys felt the same way. And in choice words, he said that Eckersley is not a very popular figure in that Red Sox clubhouse. So you're right. I mean, this was a month ago. This yeah. was before the price incident. So Who it's all but confirmed. But it's like, yeah. And so it's like, okay, you don't like a TV commentator. Like, if if you don't want him to complain, just like don't talk. Like, it, it seems very strange it's that like, it's, it's like in, that he's in, a, in the team's head. It's like, almost yeah. It's like getting in a Twitter beef. It's yeah. like it's so yeah. unnecessary. And, and it's unnecessary. And to take it a step further, I was telling you this. Nesson is owned by the Red Sox. So. The Nesson broadcast media members fly with the team everywhere they go. Like, these guys are with the team all the time. And so, you know, this is a team employee, essentially. I mean, that's not technically, but, like, it's basically a Red Sox employee. You don't you don't like what he says on the air. Like, 
that's not how you handle that situation <laughs> yeah. by yelling like get the f out of here and having everybody rally around him like you're some kind of cult yeah like it's just like i think the story is a waste of time but i would be lying if i said it wasn't disconcerting because like to have a locker room that is acting like that and that's their like mindset is just I don't like that. Yeah. That's, that's I not... mean, you can spin it to be like, look, they're standing up for yeah, each that's, other, which is, which is fine. But, but it's, it's BS, though. It's like, so like, unnecessary. Like the yuck comment, that's not you standing up for Eduardo Rodriguez. Get like get out of here. That's not what that's not what the players were doing there. So like, I understand if it's an overall thing that they're standing up for the players against criticism, but to me, that's not that's not called for because because I've been wa- I watch Eckersley and I don't think that his criticism is unfair. You know, like I think he's pretty. Like I said, he's a straight shooter. He he criticizes, yes, but I don't think he's not like a he's not like hating on the Red Sox. It's not like he's a Yankees fan, like yeah. out there saying like, oh, this guy stinks, this guy stinks. You know? Yeah, like, Fel- so, like Felger has one of the Felger is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. He's one of the like biggest, most important yeah. figures in Boston sports radio, and he will be negative, negative, negative Nancy all the time. You and know? they're just like uh, Felger. Yeah. Dennis Eckersley is nowhere near that doing a Red yeah. Sox game. It's that's what irks me a little bit is that. His his commentary is pretty fair, and like again, even if it wasn't fair, like if it's Felger, if, if Felger's walking by, I don't want a Red Sox guy to go up and like start cussing out Felger and telling him that he's a loser. Like, yeah. just you're a pro, you're a pro baseball player. Just like deal with the media. It's I don't know. It's it bugs me a little. So, okay. but it's a non-story. It's a waste of time story. Just it's a little alarming to see their mindset that yeah. way. So, so let's move along since it is a non-story. Yep. Another non-story that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> uh, City Field review. I went to Met Stadium in uh, Queens, New York, last Wednesday. It is one of the newer stadiums in the league, I think less than five, maybe five, exactly five or six years old. Um, all of the new stadiums have the same feel now. I, I've been to a f- few new ones, Braves, which I think was brand new this year, City, which is six years old, and then Camden, which is just under 20 years old, I think. Yep. Um, so they all have that open-air feel. They all have, like, a, a bowl with very high sides, so it, you're very close to the field wherever you sit, and you can see the stadium for, from every angle, like, from the concourse. But the best part, and I'm noticing this about all the new stadiums, is that they all have a, a home-run deck where it's just open admission, standing room only, bar outfield standing seats. So it's perfect for, like, getting a bunch of – young people to just mm-hmm. buy fifteen dollar tickets and drink all day. Yeah, because they don't want to like have to sit in like fifteen consecutive seats exactly. or whatever, you no, know. So they all have that big outdoor, really good food now. They they're all the stadiums are coming up with crazy new things. I got uh, a cookie dough ice cream. That might not be new, but it's literally you get a cup of cookie dough. Yeah. And you get to pick the toppings in your cookie dough. So you know how you used to just unroll a, a yeah, tube yeah. of cookie dough and yeah. eat it? You can now get scoops of it in stadiums mm-hmm. and it's very good. Um, so they all have that party deck, all open air, all see-through. S- the Mets suck. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> they got whooped by the uh, Cardinals, who are also very, well, not bad, but not good. Uh, so it wasn't a great uh, showing for the Mets, but who cares? I bought a really cool T-shirt, had a really fun time. Nice. Um, Mets Stadium's also kind of hard to get in and out of. It's not in a very um, easy area of, mm. of Queens, so... That's the only negative. But other than that, great great city. Nice. Great city field. There you go. There you go. Good yeah. pun, too. There, there you go. go. Um, so moving from city field, I have nothing to add to that because I've never been to city field. Moving into basketball. Um, basketball is still a little bit wild. Wild. Uh, we have a question mark next to this headline, but I believe it's actually official now. Is it? Uh, or at least the uh, like Shams and the other, some of the vertical reporters and stuff are saying that he's agreed. I don't know All if right. he's officially signed. But Derek Rose is going to Cleveland. Um very, very interesting to very me. Very interesting. Um, interesting on two levels. One, all the Kyrie stuff. We haven't talked about the Kyrie stuff because that broke recently as well. So Kyrie apparently wants to leave Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> um, so we're not going to get into the real dirty details of Kyrie wanting to leave. I mean, there's a bunch of theories out there. The media is sensationalizing it, as we've talked off uh, off air, you know. The media headlines say Kyrie Irving no wants no longer wants to play with LeBron James, which is just a completely misleading headline. Like that's a factor. Everyone like, in the world wants to play with LeBron. Yeah. James. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I won't dispute that Kyrie maybe doesn't want to play with him anymore, but that's not that's not the that's not like a I would I would I would love to stay in Cleveland, but LeBron's here, so I want to leave. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, I, I certainly can see if he doesn't want to be second fiddle, if he doesn't want to, you know, he's take a quick time. I'll just say one piece of small analysis in this. LeBron James is obviously really ball dominant. He's the best player in the world, and he's a point guard, really. I mean, yeah. like, he, like he is. He's every position. So yeah. I can understand Kyrie Irving 
clashing with that style of play. Kyrie's a very ball dominant point guard. He's a he's a he's he's, he's got the best handles in the league. So on a quick side note of of analysis, I understand from that small basketball standpoint why he might want to leave. I, I don't think that he should he sure. should want to leave because it's a better situation. But anyway, Kyrie wants to leave, so they signed Derrick Rose. Now Derrick Rose's camp is claiming that Kyrie has nothing to do with this. They're interested either way. But it's certainly interesting timing as the, yeah. the, that they bring in Derrick Rose right after hearing that Kyrie wants to be traded. Um, could increase their could increase their trade leverage or decrease their trade leverage. I don't really know how it'll work. But um, what are your thoughts on D Rose? I mean, he's he's been hobbled, obviously. Yeah, he's a former I'm, MVP. But I love I like Derrick Rose, but it's comical. His injuries are comical. <laughs> it's just there are people who can't play a full season in the NBA, yeah. and unfortunately. And most of the time it's random. Most yeah. of the time it's random. People recover. It's totally fine. I totally don't don't buy into the uh, durability statistic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how durable is this person? Most yeah. injuries are random. Yeah. You'll recover. There are very few who I believe it's true for. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin. Yep. Robert Griffin the third. Yep. Derek Rose. <laughs> yeah. And Greg Oden. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but he, he – <laughs> It's yeah. a little too hard. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like there are he is one of the people who you I will bet you money he gets hurt next yeah. year. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't take it. No, I wouldn't. Oh, absolutely not. Because he just doesn't he just does. have he gets the body hurt. for it. Yeah. He he's he's too fragile. I mean like his injuries he's had knee injuries constantly, you know, and and when those recur, it's not good. You know, it's not like a it's not like you twisted your ankle and like it's just like you you've rolled on someone's ankle. It's like you're ever recurring knee injury. That's not a case of oh somebody fell into your knee like a yeah. football player. Like it's not happening that way. It's like you're just landing and hurting your knee. And it's like it, with Rose, it's gotten to the point where it's it's too clear that he's. I mean, he's definitely injured. Now it's not a big risk. They didn't pay a lot for him, no. but it's. I mean, and, and I don't. I mean, he's great, but he's definitely on the decline. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could still have a few great years, but yeah. He'll never be the the MVP yeah. that he was in, yeah. in Chicago. So I'll say this from the Cavs standpoint: uh, if we were to erase from the record books what's happened with Kyrie over the past week, this is a perfect signing. It's a great them. signing. Like the, this is exactly what they needed Darren Williams to be, but Darren Williams stinks. Yeah. So like they like Derrick Rose, I think playing limited minutes, backup point guard. Like if he can just stay healthy, that's perfect for them. That's what they need. Um, Let's bring the Kyrie stuff into real life. I think this is a risky signing for them in the sense that if they think that Derrick Rose can be their starting point guard, the Cavs are in trouble. Like if the Cavs decide, okay, Kyrie wants to be traded, we'll trade Kyrie, and they don't bring back somebody really good, like an all-star level player. Well, yeah. If they think he's going to be their starter and their second best player. Well, or third, or best third after yeah. Love. Yeah. So if, if they think that, that Rose can step in and be number three after LeBron and Love, I think the Cavs are in big trouble yeah. like if they fall into that trap. So. Well, who's still available? Available. I mean, that's tough to say. Available via trade. Anybody? I mean, like who's still looking like? You know, people people pop up rumors all the time when someone like Kyrie Irving comes into the equation. I mean, there's there's rumors about the Spurs, but the Spurs certainly aren't giving you back somebody who's yeah, going to make Kawhi you a contender. Leonard, yeah. yeah, the Spurs are looking to get Kyrie so they can beat the Warriors. So they're not giving you someone. I did read a rumor that Lamarcus Aldridge could be somebody the Spurs would be willing to give back. Mm. I would say that's borderline. I think the Cavs. Could still be really good if they got Aldridge, but I don't know. Like now, you're paying Tristan Thompson like 16 million a year, and he's your bench player if Love and Aldridge is your front court. So it's weird waters for the Cavaliers, who don't have a GM, by the way. So, so we are at the point where the NBA, I would say, officially has become the rich get richer, the yeah. poor get poorer, until there's a sharp change. Something's going to change because. Yeah. LeBron's not leaving the league anytime soon. No. Steph well, Curry's not leaving the league anytime soon. Kevin Durant's not leaving the league anytime soon. We are in a we are in a we talk about this every week, but in a segment of the NBA, a couple years where no teams matter besides the top maybe four teams. Yeah. Not even five. Like maybe yeah. the top four. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Like, I like it because it's a star-driven league. There's only a few players on each team. If you can get a few good personalities on one team, cool. Everyone will root for them. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really bad business Mm -hmm. to just hope that people are going to root for players rather than their teams. 
yeah. which I don't like. And any players that are float around to their favorite teams. Mm-hmm. So you, it's kind of like, oh, as a baseball fan, who do you choose to root for? The Yankees, the Red Sox. Like that's just you pick one of those two. Yeah. The ever, everyone else doesn't matter. Just pick mm-hmm. one of those two because the others don't matter. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weird. You're right. It's weird waters for multiple reasons because you can literally pick where you want to go now in yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Well, to an extent. I mean, like Kyrie can't really pick, but he gives his preferences, and like now every other team is like the lever. They they change leverage instantly when they say where they want to go. Look at Paul yeah. George, the Paul George situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's he what I'm said I'm going to Lakers, and now it's like okay, well. Pacers don't really have much leverage anymore. Yeah. They don't, can't send him wherever they want to because no team is going to give him a good offer if he knows they're going to the Lakers. So it's it's you're right. The, the players control it all. Um, a sharp turn could come sooner than later with the Cavs. The Cavs are going to be the root of what happens next in the NBA. You know, either Kyrie has a change of heart, he stays. Cavs bring someone else in and they remain dominant and LeBron stays there. If Kyrie gets traded, LeBron... There's a there's a good chance LeBron's leaving. I mean, give, yeah. give, given the reports that have been out, that he LeBron's there in next year. He waived he's his, there no, this he waived his year. no trade clause. Yeah, he's there this year, no matter what. Yeah. But if they trade Kyrie, or he did not waive his no trade clause. He, sorry, yeah, he yeah he didn't waive. He he's not. It. He will not waive the no trade clause. So he's there this year, but he's a free agent after this year. If they trade Kyrie Irving like he's requested them to, and they don't bring back enough, and the Cavs either get smoked again by the Warriors, or even, I mean. I'll don't say this in a hopeful way: yeah. lose to the Celtics if they don't bring back any talent after not Kyrie Irving. Else. Yeah, yeah. If if one of those things happens, I mean, is LeBron staying there? Would they have? No, they still have no cap flexibility. Like, there have been rumors he wants to go out west. Like, I mean, that could be a massive shift in the NBA more than we've already seen. Think about the difference then if LeBron goes to the West. I mean, <laughs> he's the only thing holding the East together. Like, so. They're, the seismic type of moves could be on the way, and I think they hinge on the Cavs and, and how they handle this situation. So I think Kyrie stays. You think so? I, think I, so. I mean, they should, tell, they should tell him you're staying. You're under contract here. You're 25 years old. You're a superstar. You're playing for us. This is your, you're, you don't have a say in this. Yeah. You play for us. So that's what I would do if I was, if I was the Cavs. But um, I'd like to see it because we need to move slightly away from the players being – the decision makers in the entire league. Yeah. You know, okay. players got an honors contract. So. Uh, last, but definitely not least. In definitely sports. least. <laughs> Derek, why don't you tell the people what happened this week? All right, we went golfing this weekend. Why don't you tell um, them what else happened? We went golfing <laughs> in Pembroke, and uh, Steve won. Steve Steve won in 18 holes by three strokes. Um, that's that. He won. There you go. So. Made some great made shots. Made some great shots. Made some. Made a chip in. Made like birdie, a twenty made foot a chip putt. Chip in birdie. Chip in birdie. Like a twenty foot putt par. Those two right there. Won me the game. Won you the won game. By th- Take those away. Strokes? It'd be a one stroke game. So I still. So you won. won by three strokes. Yeah. Won by three strokes. Yeah. Then we got ice cream. And we got ice cream. Yeah, we did. So it was fun. I thought you know I I misread this line and I thought you were gonna I thought you were telling the fans they get ice cream because you beat me. That's how, <laughs> that's how I read that line in our in our agenda and I was the like, fan, well, what has he got up his sleeve? That's true too. Yeah, no, but now you're right. We got ice cream after. Yeah, we got ice cream after the golf round. At so. McDonald's. At McDonald's. Yeah. Good so. ice cream. Great ice cream. Um, so, yeah, we did that. that. That was good. And we went to Pembroke Country Club, which is uh, a hard course. Hard, uh, but it's good. It's a good course. You'll lose a decent amount of golf balls there, I think. Um, I did. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there's, there's a good amount of woods along the along the, along the different holes. And the one, my biggest criticism of the course actually was. Too many blind, uh, blind, blind yeah, too drives. Many blind drives. Um, it's like, you know, I, I lost a couple balls that I knew were in play. Like there's no hazard there, but like you can't well, find it because I didn't see where it landed, and like you know you don't have all day. Too many blind drives, agree, and too many drives, like par fours, oh, where wait. you shouldn't use a driver. Yeah, you should yeah. lay up because there's a sharp turn and a few lakes. Like yeah, you should. Yeah. Hit your first shot shorter yeah. and your second shot longer. Yeah, and there was, there was a good like amount of, of variance too. And that like the first couple holes were like, holy crap, this is a par four. This this is a par five. It feels like like these are really long. And then you'd have holes like you just said where it's like, oh, I shouldn't even be using my driver. I should be using like a three iron. Yeah, you know. So, um, but I will say it was a you know it's an, it was a the Fif- condition was actually not great. The greens great. weren't great, but, but it was um, it was fifty eight bucks yeah, so. for. 18 in a 18 cart. 18 in a cart. During at non-twilight. So not 2 p.m. Yeah, so, on the dot. So it was so not not bad. Not and, the uh, worst. Yeah, so definitely not the worst experience. Um, and I had been to that course before. It's a pretty nice course. So uh, there it is. Steve won by three strokes. Um, but we both beat uh, Zach, who's we our did. other who former former guest. We beat him by like 10 strokes. Stinks. So, 
He stinks. He Garbage. Stunk. Yeah. He's got an uncomfortable looking swing too. Really I, know, I know he doesn't listen, so we can rip on him. Makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. Um, so that's that. Brings us to the final drive. You want to go it. first? You want to go second? I'm going to go first. All right, go first. I've kind of got a so, sad, somber yeah, final drive today. So, unfortunately, um, Bradenton, Florida has had a mascot for the past 69 years. His name was Snooty the Manatee. Um, he had just literally celebrated his 69th birthday on July 21st. And then today, this morning, he was found dead in his uh, tank. So, rest in peace, Snooty. He was a, a good manatee, great manatee, if you will. Maybe the best. Um, and he really was like a, a legend. Like, everybody from, he's older than my parents. Like, everybody of our generation up to my parents visited him in middle school multiple times as their field trips. He was just the animal. And he was... This sounds stupid, but he really was sociable. Yeah. Like he liked bumping his face against the wall when people showed up. He would, you could feed him. He would splash around. He really got it. You know, some manatees just yeah, get it. They just get it. He some got it. Yeah, one of um, the few. And great name, Snooty. There were some rumors that he had died and been replaced a few times, but that those were quashed pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace, Snooty the manatee. Uh, there will be a statue of him. I guarantee it somewhere yeah. soon. Uh, he really was a, a Bradenton legend, so um, that's it. If you want to, if you want to read up on a true legend, or see some great manatee photos, yeah. check out Snooty Just the Manatee. Search Snooty the Manatee. S N O O T Y. Snooty. Rest his soul. R I P. So uh, my final drive is a little bit more positive. Uh, I will be departing uh, tonight. If you're listening to the podcast on Tuesday, on an eight-day cruise, uh, leaving from New York City down to the Caribbean. Uh, also a PSA for that means that next week we won't have a podcast. We'll be back the week after. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, for those of you who haven't been on a cruise, I'll do the little, little pitch here. It's cruises aren't for everyone. Uh, some people do not love them. Uh, you are confined to a boat. So there's that, if you don't like that, then that's one thing, but it is like a resort on a boat. So it's like, it's, it's not like you're on a sailboat, you know, you're on a, you're on like a hotel basically. <laughs> and, uh, it's, you know, they're real fun because it's like, you get on there, you paid for everything already. All your food's free. Your drinks are free. If you bought the alcohol package, um, there's constantly different entertainment going on. There's pools, hot tubs, all that stuff. You, you get three or four chances, depending on how long the cruise is to get off the ship and go onto the Island. Um, so we'll be doing that a few times. I know we're stopping in Turks and Caicos and going to the beach there, which is pretty picturesque. Um, so it should be good. Um, I'll report back on it when I get back. Yes. But uh, this is, I think, like, we've been doing this every couple of years since I was, like, 12. So I think this is, like, the sixth one I've been on, I think. So uh, pretty experienced at this point. So uh, Cruising Derek. Cruising Derek. So it's uh, it'll be fun. It's a weirdly timed cruise. It's Wednesday to Thursday. So it's like I went to work this week, Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm back Friday of the next week. So it's kind of a strange seven days off of work but um but it should be fun so i'll report back with how that goes but that's my final drive is that i'm uh getting ready gearing up for number six i think gearing it's up six, for number so. six there you go cool anything else got anything else to add that's it all right that's it for episode number 72 uh no thanks no guests today um that's it we'll see you guys in two weeks two weeks for episode number 73 we're getting closer to 100 later days see ya every day